Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we tackle one of the most stressful aspects of planning your Disney vacation, flying into Orlando International Airport, better known as MCO. We talk to you about tips for getting to and from the airport, minimizing your time waiting in TSA lines, a general overview of what you need to know if you're flying in. Find old episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts, and we really appreciate it if you left us some positive feedback. You can connect with us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com and read our blog at DisneyDeciphered.com. We also have a Facebook page, and you can find us on social media at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, and you can find Joe at As Joe Flies and Leslie at Trips with Tights. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And we are here today to talk to you about flying into Orlando. Now, I know a lot of people like to drive, but Leslie and I both love to fly. We love to be in the air. And flying into Orlando can be a stressful thing, especially getting out. So we thought it'd be worth it to dedicate an episode just to talk about getting in and getting out of Florida. So, Leslie, let's start with this. Why is MCO, Orlando MCO, the airport that people should be looking to book their flights to unless they're saving a ton of money going somewhere else. Yeah, that's the airport that has got the Disney Magical Express that can whisk you away to your on-property hotel. It's the bigger airport that's closer to the parks. There is Orlando Samford, and I believe Allegiant flies there, but it's going to be not have all the amenities and things that you that you want. But, of course, if you're saving a ton of money, then maybe we want to fly Allegiant, but, you know. I guess I'll reserve judgment. The only thing I would say about MCO is because it's such a big airport, it is quite a bit of a mess at times. So, you know, do bear that in mind, especially uh, on your way out. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever been there and, and not feel crazy. Yeah, it does feel crazy. I mean, it's just a ton of people. And the other factor is it's a ton of people who aren't frequent flyers. And you and I, Joe, know the drill. We've been through it, go through airports every month at least. But oftentimes, the a huge portion of the crowd of people that are going through MCO are people who have not been on a plane in years. So when you add that beginner factor in, it just really makes it kind of chaotic. Which is fine. And if uh, you are one of those people, we are here to make that airport experience just a little bit easier, just a little bit less stressful. So talk to me a little bit just about how the airport is laid out. There are two main terminals, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I guess it's technically, well, there are two sides, and I'm not sure if it's, if there are four terminals, but there are two sides of the airport. I'll have to go back and look. But yes, there are two essentially security checkpoints when you're flying out of MCO. And the, when you come in, you come into one of two spokes on each side. And then you take the train and come to the sort of center section of the airport. So it's, it's think of it like a, kind of like a four point cross. That's sort of how the airport is laid off, laid out with a center section with all the ground transportation and baggage claim and all that stuff. That's right. There's, sorry, there's four trains, but you have to like, there's two sides where you take the train. So you either go to terminal two, four side or the, you know, gates two and four side or the gates one and three side. So, you know, the signs are pretty clear. And the nice thing is no matter what, you are always arriving at the same place. That's not too bad. And you're always departing from the same place because the main airport section is in the middle and the gates are kind of off in uh, satellites, again, connected by those trains. So when you get to MCO, when you fly into Orlando Airport, 
we've talked about this before, but just a quick reminder. If you're staying at an on-site property, how do you get to the Magical Express? Actually, we've talked about it. We haven't talked about where it is. So where should people go to get to the Magical Express? So if you're going to be taking the Magical Express, you'll want to take the train to that center section of the airport that we talked about. And then you're going to want to look for Terminal B side. And the signs are not great in terms of marking which side you go down for the Magical Express. There's the Terminal A side and the Terminal B side. And luggage uh, baggage claim is on either side, depending upon your uh, airline. But if you're going straight to the Magical Express, not picking up bags, you want to go down to the Terminal B side and take two different levels of escalators down. You want to go to the absolute ground level, and then you have to go all the way to the end <laughs> and find the Magical Express at the end of that terminal. And once you get down to that ground level, the signs are pretty good, I find. But yeah, it's a little bit of a walk. So if you have a young child, I'd say this is the time you want to be using the stroller, but it's still saves you a ton of time over everything else you might be doing in the airport. Yeah. And this is why with the Magical Express, you know, I really recommend if you can check your luggage all the way through to your hotel, you know, pack a day bag for whatever you're going to need until maybe five, six, 7 PM. I mean, to, if, assuming you get in, in the early afternoon, like four or five hours after your flight gets in and just send your bags directly to the hotel. So if you do have kids, you know, you don't have to worry about taking that long walk um, with all your luggage, you know, make sure you have a day bag with stuff that they need for the day and an extra change of clothes, but um, then you should be good. Yeah. Those signs, they are not super clear, but you're going to look, want to look for a bus with, Mickey ears in it. Like that's what the sign is. Um, and it says magical express as well, but that's kind of what you're looking for in terms of signage. Yeah. I think the hardest part is just figuring out which side terminal A or terminal B you go down and then the signs get better, but we've just told you, so you don't need the signs now. Yeah, there you go. Go to terminal B and then go all the way down to the end. If you are renting a car and not taking the magical express, you're going to want to do the same thing, except for you can go to either side terminal A or Terminal B. There are rental counters on both sides, and there are rental cars on both sides as well. You can pick up your rental car on either side. Obviously, uh, most people like to go with what's cheapest, which is fine. I do find that every time I go with what's cheapest, that seems to coincide with whatever agency has the longest line on a given day. So, you know, I guess that's not super surprising, and it's not always the same agency. Um, so, you know, keep an eye out for that. The other thing I would say is, you know, this goes for renting cars in general. A lot of the rental car companies, the bigger ones, so slightly more expensive at most times, unless you can uh, find a good rate or, you know, use AAA or use a company rate or something like that. If you have that, the nice thing is that you can sign up for a lot of these rental car agencies loyalty programs for free. And, you know, while I don't even really bother too much with the, rental car points. Uh, the nice thing is when you sign up for these loyalty programs, most of the time, a lot of these agencies, they'll just send you an email. And instead of having to wait in the counter, if there is a huge line, or even if there isn't one, you can go straight to picking up your car. Um, so I'd really recommend that, you know, Hertz does this enterprise does this. Um, but I really like to use Hertz, especially because my kids are still young. If you have triple a, you can get a car seat rental for free, one car seat rental for free from Hertz. And, you know, it's always super easy. Technically, you're supposed to book the AAA rate, but in my experience, you know, every time I flash my AAA card, um, they just let me borrow a rental car seat. Uh, and I just did this in Charlotte, you know, just a couple weeks ago and it goes quite easily. So, uh, yeah, if you still have kids, 
in car seats and you don't want to worry about carrying them, uh, you know, I recommend uh, really looking into Hertz. Great minds think alike, Joe. I do the same. I've rented almost exclusively from Hertz over the last several years with the car seat age kids. And, you know, usually those AAA rates are bring the prices down to, to something in the same range as a lot of the other car rental agencies anyway. So it's not a ton more money. Yeah. And speaking of car seats, uh, if you want to take Uber or Lyft to your hotel, whether that's at this point, it's doesn't matter whether it's on-site or off-site Disney hotel. Talk to us a little bit about just uh, getting Uber and or Lyft from MCO. Yes. So for a very long time, both Uber and Lyft were banned at MCO, much to everyone's frustration because your only option is was to take a, a Mir's taxi for a long time, and those were very expensive. And now, finally, I think it was within the last maybe nine months or so, as of the time we're recording this, that uh, Uber and Lyft, the ban has now been lifted, and you can pick up an Uber and Lyft the way that you would at any other major U.S. airport these days. And Uber has a service that we talked about in our transportation episode called Uber Car Seat, where you can actually request an Uber with a car seat, just one. And it may be more of the toddler-style car seat than the infant-style car seat, but you can at least request that. So if you need a quick ride to any of your hotels on or off property or any other locations, you can do that with one child of car seat age now. That's right. So uh, that's another option as well. Oh, and then of course you can always take a taxi. So we've gotten you to Disney World. You've had your wonderful vacation and you are on your way back. Um, so, you know, we want to note, although we don't necessarily think we recommend this, if you are staying at one of those on-property hotels that has the minivan, you can use minivan service to get back to the airport. You'll get the two car seats. Um, you'll get to arrange your pickup time. But uh, the drawback is that costs $150, which is kind of way more than, you know, for a regular Uber, you'd probably pay, you know, even for Uber car seat, maybe $50, $60 max. So you're paying like three times to take uh, the minivan. Another thing to note is if you're taking the Magical Express and you are like me and you don't like to get to the airport super early, the Magical Express will get you to the airport super early. They usually, you know, set your time to leave to be about three hours before uh, your flight is. So, you know, and unless there's a ton of traffic, that means you get to the airport two and a half hours before your flight. So that's something to bear in mind as well. If you do happen to miss your Magical Express, most times uh, you can ask them and they should be able to get you on another bus, but that's not always guaranteed. And sometimes you can get pretty close. So try not to miss your Magical Express ride. Uh, otherwise you might end up taking an Uber anyway. Yeah, try not to miss it. I, I did have a friend a couple of years ago who missed hers and uh, had to pay an $80 taxi back then. <laughs> so don't try not to miss it. But yeah, it, it does get you to the airport really early. And I, I think a, a while ago when Orlando was having some major TSA line issues and there, maybe there was constr some construction going on, the Magical Express started departing four hours in advance, uh, which is, you know, really can eat into a Disney day if you're trying to hit a park in the morning and fly out in the afternoon. Yeah, they got a ton of bad feedback about that. Um, and so, you know, they've brought it back down to three hours. So speaking of TSA, actually, before we get to TSA, Leslie, talk to us a little bit about, we talked about how we recommend checking your bags all the way through to your hotel uh, coming over for Magical Express, what do you do to get your bags all the way from your hotel 
to your home airport? And how do you check in for your flight at your Disney hotel? There is an option and it's not talked about a lot at the Disney owned hotels, the Disney, the on-property hotels where you can do a sort of resort airline check-in, I think is the official name of it, where you can check in for your flight at a desk in your hotel and you can actually drop your bags at the same time. The catch is that you have to do it quite a bit earlier than you would, you know, just catch the magical express. I think you have to drop it off between like eight and 12 AM or something. So what you need to know is that these desks are only open from 5 AM to noon and you can check in up to 12 hours in advance and no less than three hours prior to your departure time. So you do have to pre-plan for this and you do have to do it in the morning. If you have a very late night flight, that's something you need to think about. You'll have to surrender your bags earlier if you want to take advantage. You know, that's uh, getting to the airport. And the last thing, you know, you really kind of need to know about the airport is that the TSA security lines can be incredibly bad. Um, so, you know, that is one of the reasons why, honestly, Disney takes you to the airport three hours beforehand, because if you do not have something like TSA pre-check, um, you can be waiting in that line upwards of half an hour or 45 minutes. It can get pretty rough. So personally, I would recommend getting TSA pre-check when you have TSA pre-check costs money to apply. Uh, but you know, it's good for five years. And when you have it, you know, you don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take your laptops out of your bags. And the line is much shorter, especially at a place like MCO. But Leslie, I know that you really swear by clear and you like to use clear. So do you want to just tell people, you know, it's a little bit less well-known than uh, TSA PreCheck. So you want to tell people a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, sure. It's a paid service, cut the line service, but it's only available at certain airports that contract with clear. But Orlando is one of them. And it's a little bit different. You can actually have TSA pre-check and clear and get the benefits of both because sometimes the TSA line can be fairly long. You know, more and more people are getting it and the lines can sometimes back up. But clear, actually, you are cutting the line. And I've heard that sort of evolved in terms of how it's working at MCO. They're, they've been experimenting a lot with the canine units screening people there. So I think that sort of changed sometimes how it works, but you do actually cut a bigger portion of the line. Like I remember one time when the security lines were two hours long and I was through TSA in seven minutes. So I do really like it. It's a lot more expensive than TSA pre-check. If you are a Delta SkyMiles member, you can get an annual membership for $99 a year. So it's really only makes sense if you're a frequent flyer like I am, not if you're flying once a year. And then you can piggyback another adult on for an additional $50 and kids come with you free. So you have to fly enough to make it worth your while, but it's a huge time saver. I, I have it basically for Orlando alone. And it's also at my, my home airport of SFO. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I would say is, you know, just to get through TSA as quickly as possible, just kind of have everything ready, you know, have your liquids and the baggies, your laptop ready to take out. If you don't have pre-check, you know, just kind of, Know the procedures of going through uh, before you go through, and that should save you time and stress. If you do have pre-check or clear, pre-check just like clear. You know, if your kids are 13 or younger, um, they can go through with you uh, as long as you have it. So, you know, if one of you has it, you know, your partner can always wait in line while you take the kids through uh, yourself if you want to save time that way. That's true. And I should back up one more step and remind people too, not only are TSA lines bad at Orlando, but bag check lines at the ticket counter can be bad too. So, you know, that's one reason you might want to take advantage of that resort 
check-in and bag drop before you leave a Disney-owned hotel. But if you can't take advantage of that, if your airline doesn't participate or you're in an off-property hotel, you're going to have to stand in the ticket counter line. And I have seen them stretching all the way around again and again and again and again. So that's something to think about too. Yeah, it can get really rough. Now that we're talking about it, I'm seeing more and more why people drive down. You know, I still choose to fly, but we get it if uh, you want to drive. Yeah, the driving's not really an option for me from California. And, you know, it's a long drive for you from from Boston. Didn't, didn't you say you spent two days driving in a previous episode? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. So no um, we uh, got to get out of here. If you have any other questions about flying to MCO, it's tough to kind of cover everything and the nuances you know, in such a short episode, you know, feel free to email me as a Joe flies at gmail.com or Leslie trips with tykes at gmail.com or connect with us and on social media at uh, those same and as a Joe flies and at trips with tykes. Uh, you can also follow this podcast at WDW deciphered on Twitter and Disney deciphered everywhere else on social media. Please subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, lots of lots of options there. And uh, leave us a review if you like what you're hearing. And let us know if there are any topics that you want us to cover. Other than that, thanks again, Leslie. Safe flying out there. We're gonna You're going to be flying out there in June, right? Yes, I'll see you there at MCO. We will see the rest of you next time. Goodbye.